comes in. Hopefully that works. A little bit of clapping action to bring things together. Welcome to the second episode of the third season of Garage Monologues. And today I'm going to be jumping into a couple of things, just some fun updates, hopefully fun updates, about my citizenship bid process since this is the year of becoming French. I hope. And uh, some app updates. Uh, lots of just, uh, I'm just feeling good about how things are coming together. I had a rough time coming back. I guess I could tell you a little bit about, I don't think we talked about India with, uh, Emily at all. I had a good time back in the States for Christmas and I came back through Paris briefly, left Cooper with some friends, went to India, hung out with my buddy Pushan for a little bit, ate food until I exploded. There was so much good food, so much good spice, so much good everything. And... Uh, I barely held it all together but before coming back just because I had filled myself to the brim with deliciousness. And I came back. I crashed really hard, got sick. You can probably hear it in my voice in the last couple videos as well as uh, this podcast and probably the last podcast. I've just got a lingering cough. At this point, I feel pretty much back up and running. Um, just running myself a little bit ragged in uh, some sprinting around town filming the last couple of days. But I've really enjoyed it. I've really had a good time getting back in the swing of things. I, it was rough for the first like week that I was back between jet lag. Uh, you know, I'd traveled over 13 and a half time zones because Mumbai is four and a half hours ahead. LA is nine hours behind San Diego. Um, so I, I, I had my fair bouts with jet lag and that four and a half hours, it's only half as many time zones, but it was almost the same distance by uh, flight and it was a direct flight, thankfully. So I had like four 11-hour flights, and I definitely was feeling rough when I got back. Uh, so it took me a little bit to get back into the swing of things. Um, but I've been making some good choices on doing that. And getting back into making uh, videos, I kind of want to talk about that because it ties into the app updates. But just getting kind of on top of stuff and you know, making some small decisions every day to get out a little bit more, to get some work done that I really don't want to do. You know, I've got a lot of admin and it's tax season. It's all that stuff. So like just kind of chipping away at the to-do list, making myself get something done even when I don't feel like it. You know, there's just little things where it's like kind of gets you out of a funk where it doesn't feel nice and it's not great. But when you look back, it feels accomplished and much better than just like, obviously straight up resting is important once, you know, once in a while, uh, hopefully at least one day a week. But it can also start to feel a little bit depressing, especially when you're like trying to overcome an illness or just get get past jet lag. Jet lag messes with you. Sleep deprivation deprivation messes with you. But I'm feeling back on top of things. I would just like to have this 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 last little bit of a dry cough gone. And I I'm I'm gonna mute myself and never cough into the microphone here. Don't you worry. But the citizenship bit is probably the easiest thing to update you on. I've got, I got all my translations done. So you have to get like um, a translation uh, of every, like of your birth certificate, your parents' birth certificates, their marriage certificate, um, my FBI background check, which was blank. So that was pretty easy to translate. So you have to gather that all together and you have to get all these documents done, like issued, verified, translated, you know, shipped around the world within a three month window. If they were issued more than three months ago before you apply, they're no longer considered valid and you have to do it all over again. So getting everything done within that window is the tricky part. And I'm pretty much done. I just need to actually finish filling out some forms. I think I need to get uh, some tax documentation. There are a couple things that are missing, but I need to put the whole thing together and get it in the mail. My goal was to get that done this week. This week is halfway over. 
I'm recording this on Wednesday. So I have a couple more days to do that. Uh, and again, this comes back to like making myself do things, even though I don't feel like doing things, I don't have a lot of energy or haven't had a lot of energy, but I've made great progress just by making myself do a few things here and there. And the crazy thing is the roadblocks are all out of the way. Like I went and got my test results, uh, from the testing center. I got like, I think it was an 86, was it 86 or 87 out of a hundred, which, you know, my American testing brain wasn't happy with. I was hoping to get at least a 90. But then when you put it in the context of uh, French testing, yeah, it was 86 out of 100. Um, you never get a good score in the French system. And when I reduced it to 17 out of 20, I was like, oh, that's good. Like if you talk to people who go through the French uh, school system here or who teach in it, like 17 sur 20, 17 over 20 is what you jokingly but seriously say is like a top score. Uh, whereas if you uh, come from the United States like I do, if it's not like 110 out of 100, well, what are you doing with yourself? <laughs> we come from very different cultures when it comes to these tests. So I got um, 20 out of 25 on my oral comprehension, which I don't understand exactly why that is that low. I feel like it should be higher. I You can't see how they graded you. 24 out of 25 for written comprehension. 18 out of 25 for my writ, my just written French. Uh, apparently, I made some mistakes in my little essay. That was the one I was always going to... I mean, you're always going to struggle the most with that miss a, an accent on a word and I'm sure you lose a point. And then my oral production or my oral uh, capacity to speak French was 23 and a half out of five. So almost as good as my uh, understanding of the written language. That's good. It's actually a really good score. It's not, it's, it's, it's not exactly what I was hoping for, but at the same time, who cares? I passed uh, with flying colors as far as the French are concerned. So that'll look good on my Final application. So like everything's coming together. I've got it all mostly there. I just need to submit it. So hopefully I'm, I will get that submitted. I will get that submitted this week. How about that? Unless I run into something else like with the tax office or something where they take longer to get me what I need. And that's on me. I should have talked to them sooner. So just juggling a lot uh, to get this done. But once it's in, theoretically, um, once I have uh, turned this in, I've mailed it in and they've confirmed that they've received it. Then it's anywhere from a year to a year and a half from there. So there'll be like, hopefully about six months out, I will get an interview. I'll go into the prefecture. That's what we talked about. If you missed it last week with Emily, if you'd like to go back and listen to that episode, we talked uh, at length about what the interview was like. So you go into the main police station here, you sit down, you have an interview in kind of a public space. Um, and they ask you a bunch of questions, see how you've assimilated, see if you understand the culture, if you, you know, really have, uh, have, poured yourself into France and let it fill you right back up. Um, and so I'm not terribly intimidated by it, to be honest. I'm sure I'll be nervous when the day comes, um, but I'll do a little bit more studying. I feel like I've gotten around and seen a lot of the country. I understand French culture pretty well. I don't want to say, I don't want to overstate my abilities there because you never know what you don't know. And I know I don't know a lot. <laughs> so, um, so there'll be a lot left to learn and I definitely want to dive in more, but feeling pretty good um, about that. And yeah, then after that interview, assuming you don't bomb it, because there are people, I've heard some stories about people that like bombed that interview so badly that they were out right away, but it was because they, they didn't have answers to questions like, why do you want to become French? Some pretty basic stuff. Um, and maybe we could talk about like how I plan to answer that question and some other things. Um, in future episodes because 
that's what the whole like road to citizenship, the video series I wanted to make was basically going to be that it was going to be like a love letter to France, um, and becoming French. So we can revisit that later. Um, but yeah, after that, you just wait and then you find out through either public documentation. There's a, a public, it's kind of like a newspaper. It's not, I don't know. I don't know how to, how best to, it's a journal as a journal. So I guess a newspaper works, but they, they list everybody that becomes French. Um, and you just kind of have to watch that. And then you might get something in the mail, something like voter registration, um, where they're like, Hey, welcome to the party. And, uh, that's kind of how you find out. So then we got to figure out what the ceremony looks like. And then after that, you have to apply for the passport separately. And that will take me probably to 2024. That's what I'm imagining. But I have plenty of space. I have like extra room for this to go wrong. And, you know, like if they ask for more documentation or if like for whatever reason, I don't get it on the first try, I can apply again. And my visa is good for another, what, two years? So at least. So there's there's plenty of time. That's more or less, I think, the update on the citizenship thing. I get asked all the time in comments and uh, elsewhere if I'm French yet. And the answer is definitely no. Uh, I will not be French until probably the end of 2023. Uh, and I will let you know. Don't worry. We'll, that, that will be, there will be a video for that for sure. Um, that brings us kind of to the app updates and where I'm at with all that. And what you're seeing on YouTube already a little bit and also just kind of how I'm approaching this year. I didn't really want to, I didn't want to make a video about it because I just wanted to do it. I feel like I spend a lot of time talking about stuff, which in my defense is what I was doing for years. Um, it's been really hard to let go of the daily vlogging mindset and keeping people up to date with my actual thought process and thinking out loud, like spending a lot of time thinking out loud and sharing that. Um, and, you know, in wanting to just say, okay, let's lean into the Paris stuff this year. Let's lean into becoming French uh, in some ways. And then even cutting a lot of that out because it's like, there's just not enough time to do everything, especially if I want to do it well. Let's focus. Like this is a year of focus for me. People talk about focus all the time, right? Like um, there are a lot of really fun analogies for it. Like the sun, sunlight doesn't burn until it's concentrated, you know, things like that. Uh, losers are, burn, are cut through things and flashlights illuminate. I don't know. You, you know what I mean? Like that whole thing where we, if you don't focus, um, you're severely limiting your impact. And I have been an absolutely wonderful example of that to anybody watching of being completely scattered, refusing to focus, knowing better and not doing anything about it. And, you know, part of that was intentional in the sense that I really was hoping to find a, a really strong core audience, which I think I have. And I've, I've talked about that before. Um, just people that were invested in, in what was going on in me for who I am. But the reality is that that was like playing YouTube and all of these things on hard mode because the harsh reality is that nobody really cares who you are. You know, like it's a miracle that anybody did watch me putting all these videos on the internet just about my life. Um, I, it's a miracle that anybody even found me. Usually the advice that's given, and I've heard this from a number of people now um, talking to new creators, and I think it's probably true, is that you find you need to find a niche and you need to grow that first become an expert in something or become known for something. And then if you decide to do something more personal, there will be more interest in that because people are already, they know who you are and they're interested in how you see the world because of how you presented yourself. And I started on the other side of that, which is, was, yeah, it's limiting. But I was okay with that. I was okay with accepting those limitations and I was happy to just kind of do my own thing. And now it's this combination of like, um, 
just kind of running out of steam and interest in myself. Like I'm just kind of bored with myself to some degree. I think there's some good and interesting stories yet to share. There's a lot I could come back to with like the personal stories and vlogging in that way. Um, but the most, most people find me and are interested in what's going on here because of the Paris side of things. And that's something that I really resisted for a long time because I didn't want to be the Paris guy. Like I, I didn't want to be defined by where I lived. I wanted to, you know, be defined by who I am. And I think that also is like, it's very hard to do. Like, who are you? Like, how do you sum up who you are in a way that people can glom onto it? And also just making it hard for myself. Um, just to communicate and to, again, build build any form of audience. And I think the cool thing is, I don't know, I actually, am, I'm also, sorry if this is, uh, any of this is repetitive for those of you that have been listening attentively because I don't remember how much we've really dug into this, but so much of this for me and the resistance to doing the Paris stuff, um, especially exclusively, and removing myself from it a little bit, you know, has been... I guess not wanting to be pigeonholed and not wanting to be put into just kind of one category and, and simplified in that way. But it's changed for me because now I like, I'm okay with that. Like I've realized that like I've shared a lot of my life and there's, you know, if you want to go back and watch literally hundreds, if not thousands of videos that I've made, you can really get a good idea. I think of who I am overall, but it's also like, it's man, it's not at the same time. Like I, I I've definitely, been finding myself uh and so maybe you have a better idea of who i am than i do or i did but i'm also learning and, and really finding out so much about myself as i dig into all this stuff and i think i've just gotten to a place where maybe through therapy growth through getting to a healthier place in so many ways recovering from the decade before getting here um i've gotten to a place where i'm like oh no actually i don't need everyone to know who i am i don't need any attention don't really want that much attention like in a, in a lot of ways Leaning into the Paris side of things uh, makes a lot of sense because it keeps it simple and it keeps me from having to cast my nets so wide and work so hard to figure out how to make my personal experience like relatable and actually useful to other people. And I can lean into being useful to the person that's traveling to Paris, whether for the first time or for the hundredth time. Because, man, I mean, like, it has definitely eluded me how impactful the information that I put on the internet has been to so many people traveling here and in actively trying to uh, keep it from being, uh, I don't know, like too broadly relatable in a way, whatever my self-sabotage has been and why I've been doing it. Um, I've also limited the impact that I could have, like the positive impact that I could hopefully have on helping people to set good expectations, to feel comfortable when they hit the ground, to find good stuff, good food, good coffee, good everything. And that's, you know, that's a disservice that I'm doing to my existing audience and my potential audience, the people that could find me and appreciate that. And, you know, I've, I've done this for a lot of internal reasons, but there's been a fear of success, I think, at the root of that. There's been a fear of, again, being just kind of labeled and not understood. But the reality is we're all labeled and none of us are understood, you know, at a core level. Like, there are very few people in any of our lives that will ever really know us that intimately and really truly understand us and love us. And we're lucky to have those people. And for me, coming from the background that I came from and the struggles that I had uh, with my mom in particular, and um, I, I mean, I was just, I was looking for broad approval and broad acceptance and I didn't need 
someone to love me. I needed everyone to love me. And that's not healthy or tenable and uh, led me to some really unhealthy places. And so as I come out of that and I'm like, I, I have a few people in my life that I'm really grateful for and that are really close and that's all I need. It's really changed this. And for me, it's like, oh yeah, like if I want to get back to writing fiction, if I want to get back to science, science fiction and fantasy for one, I probably will never pay the bills. So let's take the pressure off that to ever have to do that. For two, you know, the, I mean, the more successful I am at the Paris stuff, the more likely it is that I will find a small, but, you know, hopefully a loyal group of people within that that are interested in reading the fiction as well. So it's like not doing myself any favors by just limiting things uh, and, you know, not even really sharing the fiction side of things through my vlogs, which is really understandable because that's very hard to do. So all that to say that, like, it's gotten me very excited to make both videos um, that are geared more towards helping people um, have the best time possible here in Paris when they get here, whether that's, again, through helping set expectations or introducing them to concepts, places, whatever, that they might not uh, find on their own until it's too late. Um, but then, like, the app side of things, we've done a bunch of uh, surveys. If you've bought my guide and you've done the satisfaction survey that we sent out, both we've done two rounds of that now for people that have bought it. Thank you so much for filling that out and getting back to me. The uh, overwhelmingly positive feedback. Some people that were definitely not happy and we've been able to reach out and talk to them about that, which is actually really, really interesting and really helpful uh, to be able to to dig deeper with people that are not happy. Um, but also like even the people that are happy, the things that they're um, that they would like to be improved. Are, I'm feeling really good because they're exactly what we're improving directly. So the hope is that in the next couple of months, um, we'll have something that we can start testing. But the idea is to take, basically because people are so happy with the guide overall, um, like it feels like the the quickest and most sensible win to get out of this is to take that and and improve it in a way where the main problems with the PDF are that they're really, they're really hard to navigate. You can't easily search them. Um, it's easy to lose your place and... Um, you know, just like saving information from it and just like making it just navigable and more usable or user-friendly uh, is exactly what we're planning to do right off the bat. So taking it, converting it into like a web app, something that's a little bit simpler than like making a full native app that you would find in like the App Store or Google Play. And if we can make the information itself just more accessible, uh, I'm, I've added like, so we're doing an update. And I'm adding something like 90 to 100 new restaurants because I found so many. And like uh, we I haven't added a ton in the past couple of years because we were just waiting to see how COVID played out. But I realized like I have a lot of places that I think you should know about. We're just going to add them uh, and see how it goes. And then removed like a dozen that had closed down or just aren't that good anymore. So we're working on that update right now. I'd like to have like an updated version of the PDF available soon for anybody that's coming soon. Like, you know, I don't want to withhold the information from, from you, but the big, the big kind of feedback that we had was like, yeah, it's, it needs to be more usable and people want more restaurants. They want more options for food. Um, so we're going to deliver that. And I'm finding even more all the time. And the cool thing is that once it's in app form, I'll be able to update that real time. So once you buy access to the, the app, Basically, you're buying, you're still buying the guide, but now you're buying access to a living, not document, you know, but a living, well, kind of like a living document, almost like a, it's not a platform, but you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, I'll be able to update it in real time. So instead of waiting for an annual update, instead of going through the, the pain of like doing layout and design and like 
making it all work and function and look good and blah, blah, blah. I, I will literally be able to just go and add a place kind of like I do with my Mapster for, for patrons. Um, I'll just be able to add that place right there. Boom. It's ready to go. Um, so the guide will become perpetually updated. Uh, there will be a lot more options. I'll definitely be throwing in a lot more restaurants as time goes on. More tour providers for the people that were hoping for uh, better tour connections. Got a lot of a wider variety of people lined up that are friends, mostly people you've seen on my vlog. Um, some, maybe there are one or two you haven't seen on my vlog yet. Yeah, we found, I found a guy. So there's a guy in my neighborhood that owns a, a bar and restaurant that's I really like. And um, turns out he owns like one of those like little luxury cruise boat uh, tours, like the wooden boats that I would love to actually just go and experience. Um so we're finding some interesting partners that way uh, that I think will be a lot of fun to include. And that's where that first version of the app is going to be. Like the the plan right now is just to keep it very simple, to improve on what we believe is already a very good experience. Like the again, the customer feedback that I've gotten is overwhelmingly positive. To implement all of the requests that we're seeing come through because we do see some really good themes of how we can make it better that really align with what we're already thinking about doing. So I feel really good because I feel like I have my thumb on the pulse of what is wanted and what would make for a better trip for anybody that's using it. And then once that's ready, um, what I imagine being the actual core of the app, like the, the main interface, the main like user interface that people will lean into and use probably the most, which I might be wrong about this. That's why we have to get it out and test it to see uh, if I'm right or not. But what I imagine that being is that if you look, I mean, I have some drawings that I could show you, but basically if you imagine like you open your phone and it's just you on a map. So we can, you can see yourself on a map, just kind of like Google maps or whatever, but there's nothing on it. Like no locations, pins, whatever, just a few buttons at the bottom that are like, I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I want coffee, whatever. And you hit, I want coffee. And then three locations, the three nearest locations pop up. Um, and it says here are Jay's recommendations for where you are right now. If you want coffee right now, go for it. And then if you want to see some more options, you can hit a button that shows you some more options. You can dig into the whole list if you want. You know, you can kind of dig as deep as you want. But if you're just on the go, like I don't want you, I don't want to, I like I don't want to encourage people to be on their phones more. I personally am always trying to be off my phone as much as I can. And I think when you're in a city like Paris, you know. You, I would imagine, at least I would rather be looking around. I'd rather be exploring. I'd rather have my eyes up. I'd rather see a tower somewhere and be like, ooh, what's that? And then try to find it. Like, I'd rather be actively exploring personally. So the less time I can spend looking at my phone, the better. So the idea is to simplify it as much as possible. And I see this as a massive problem with most travel apps is that they just overwhelm you with information. My guide included right now, like as a PDF, like that's why we want to make it more navigable and usable is because it's just, it's just a lot of information. And it's not that it's not good information. It's not that it's not helpful. It's just, it's a, it's crowding. It crowds you out and it's not necessarily timely and it's not easy to get through. It just becomes a little bit, it's, there's a lot of friction would be the word to use there, but it's just, it's just not quite as, it's just not as easy or as, as um, quick to use as it could be. So I imagine that being kind of the cornerstone of it where it's like, we're going to eliminate everything and we're going to let you tell us what you want and then uh, we'll tell you where to get it. And not only that, you know, hopefully there's always something within a 15 minute walk wherever you are in Paris. Some parts of 
of the city are, are densely packed with really good food, coffee, drinks, whatever. Some parts of the city less so. You're probably not going to be in most of those parts, but um, you know, I would like to get full coverage of the city just to make sure you're always within a stone, a very long stone, but a very a stone's throw, long a long throw, a very long stone's throw of um, whatever it is that you might need. But within that same kind of thing, like then you'd be able to say like, hey, I want to do, I want to book a tour this week. Uh, I want to go on a motorcycle tour or a wine tasting or, you know, a boat tour, bike tour, walking, whatever. That you'd be able to do that there within the app as well. And it would get you there. Like, so whether that's a tour or like, yeah, the coffee, like, yeah, I want to go there, boop. And then it spits out your directions and gets you there. Um, that's, that's like the core of it. We have a lot of ideas. Obviously I, I started riffing on a few of them. I, we have a, there are so many ideas and this is such a drawdown from my big, my really big ambitions for this. Like I have some really big hopes and dreams and ambitions for what we could do with this. But the main thing that I'm focused on above everything else is that I want this to be good. Like I want it to be useful. I want it to make your time in Paris better and I would like it to be that thing where you come and you have a time in Paris and you're like I'm going to use this literally every time I come back like that it's that you trust it that much where you're like the food was so good the coffee was so good the drink locations were so fun you know whatever that you're like I don't need to worry about food or drinks or anything while you know while I'm here you can obviously do your own research find fun things that aren't included you know like it's a it's a springboard but in a way it's it's also a safety net where I mean, I, I wish I had this for cities I travel to. If I could just go to Budapest or London or New York, wherever, and just pull up a guaranteed list of great places where I don't have to like cross-reference between multiple blogs and just sort through and try to figure out like, what am I going to like? Basically, the idea is if, you, if, if our tastes align enough, like if you see where I'm going, eating, drinking, what I like to do and uh, where I like to go, and you're like, oh, that, that looks fun. And then it aligns that there's just like, that I can earn and keep that trust by just always giving you something tasty, you know, that you're going to enjoy. Um, and, and being honest about what to expect when you go. And so I, yeah, that's, that's kind of the app update. Like um, my buddy Jeff has come on board. who's doing all the development for it, which has been really great. Um, we're getting some help with some design uh, elements. Emily's helping me to dig in deeper into the, the customer feedback as far as people that have already use my guide just to see if we can make sure that we're understanding exactly where we should be going to make uh, the best experience possible. And then, yeah, I mean my, the YouTube side of things and the the content that I'll be creating and everything is going to be geared towards, you know, either building up the app itself or uh, telling people about it. And so there's some really fun stuff uh, that I, I'm just really, I'm actually really excited to make these videos because I've always in the past of like, the, the reason I told the whole story leading up to this is because in the past, I've really always been reluctant to do touristy videos for a number of reasons, just personal reasons. I've never been that excited about it, even though I did it because I wanted people to have the best time they could have here. And I really did it. I love this city so much that like, I, I hated it when I heard people complain about the city and I was like, oh, if only you had better information, like if only you knew this or that like you would have had such a better time you would have you would have loved paris like i not i know not everybody's gonna love paris um and i know it's also fun to complain about anywhere you go in paris people love complaining about paris it's fine whatever like you can rip on it it's just it's half the fun of traveling is also making fun of or complaining about where you're traveling 
whatever. But like for me, I was like, at least, at least I'd rather that be in fun than like, because you just didn't know, like, and people have a horrible trip and go home disappointed and miserable just because they didn't know that, you know, maybe, maybe skipping Versailles on a one week trip was a good call, something like that. So in that way, um, the idea of focusing in, like separating my personal life from YouTube for a bit, it's been a really hard thing to do. But now that I'm like, okay, let's take a time. Let's take a break. Let's not do personal YouTube for a while. Let's just do Paris YouTube for a while. Is really been helping me to get excited about doing Paris YouTube. Which is really, really cool. And also like means that I'm willing to lean into some stuff that I've always avoided. Because I, I felt like it didn't really match that personal, that mingling of my personal identity with my public persona. And now it's like, no, no, I can lean into that. I can be the Paris guy or a Paris guy. Um, I can focus on just helping you have a great time and really just get into the nitty gritty there. It's getting me really excited to make those videos. And part of it's also that like, ironically, like I'm letting more of my personality and more of who I am come through in ways that I haven't before because for whatever reason, I, I shared this before. I my love of Paris tied into my own personal insecurities, and I was worried that if you didn't love Paris, you wouldn't love me, which is not great. And and so then I would definitely kind of curate a little bit of what I showed about Paris to kind of soften some of the blows because I didn't want to offend you or push you away. Because if you were a little bit offended by some of the gross elements of Paris or the disappointments or whatever, then that would translate how you felt about me which I am now over uh and thankfully so so it's also been really fun to like make the video about you know don't be that tourist or to tell people to um go ahead and skip Versailles I'm gonna make a video about skipping the Louvre like I love the Louvre I I definitely think you should go but if you're here for a short period of time it can be a massive disappointment and a lot of people really struggle with it for how long it takes to get in you don't even know why you're there you just end up with crowds of people like why are you seeing the Mona Lisa all that so why don't I give you some options of fun museums you can go to that are really accessible, quick, easy to get into, don't overwhelm you, don't exhaust you. And if you just don't feel like doing the Louvre or you can only handle the Louvre once and you feel just giving people that permission to just go ahead and skip it. Like it is, it's obviously there's a caveat to that because I do, I personally love the Louvre and I do think you should go. I think everyone should go, but I also understand how painful it can be for people. And so being able, trying to find that, that line to walk, and just say, hey, if you need, if you're looking for permission to skip the Louvre, here it is. Don't go. Here's some other cool places you can go and enjoy, and not feel like you missed out on the Parisian experience. Um, like it's fun. That's the kind of stuff that I would have avoided in the past because I was I wanted to avoid like conflict in the comments. Somebody just called me a liar the other day for the, my video about like maybe don't do Christmas in Paris. But the reality is, Christmas in Paris, if you're imagining it, like if you're coming from especially the states or London, and you're imagining like lights everywhere and like Santa Claus. I don't know, like the full like Christmas experience that you come from, if you come from those places, you're going to be disappointed. And I've heard a million stories about that. If you live here, it's nice to see some lights go up and it like, and your expectation is that it's dark and cold and, you know, not, not as holiday cheery. Um, you know, that changes how you, how you experience Christmas here for sure. But all that to say, like, in the past, I would have gotten really, I would, it would have really bothered me that somebody called me a liar and, you know, treated me like I was somehow deceiving people and so forth. And now I just laugh that off because that person, I don't know what their problem is, but 
they can go deal with that on their own. And, you know, and on my side, it's like, hey, look, I'm just trying to communicate the reality of Paris as I see it. And I no longer I'm worried about appealing to the millions of people that come here every year. I just need to find a few thousand people that uh, appreciate my take on Paris, want to be uh, informed by that, are going to have a good time because of that or a better time because they found me. Um, and that's, that's the, that's the relationship I'm looking to find and build. And, and that's, that's kind of when I, when I look at it and think about it in terms of like professionalizing, like obviously the podcast is a great way for me to be, to give you this more personal insight into how I'm going about all this stuff and to keep you up to date with some of the things that are going on in my life, including annoying illnesses and sleepy puppies. He's very sleepy. He got, yeah, Cooper got some good playtime in today. For those of you that were worried that I wasn't talking about Cooper, he's alive and well. Um, yeah, I just, I'm just so excited for this year and it's a stressful period right now because we're midstream and changing strategies. Times are tight. Um, Patreon is kind of, uh, stagnated for a, a few months. I mean, like, and my guide sales have kind of gone down, which is understandable because it's low season, everything else. And it's waiting for that update. And, you know, like it's, it's definitely been, it's been a little bit of a stressful season, but like, um, I also really believe in the direction that we're taking. And I personally just feel so much better for jumping into it that like, if I need to just tighten my belt for a few months and like really knuckle down and, and, uh, and put everything I have into this, I, I think it's a, I think it's a bet worth making. And now that I have Jeff on board to do the programming side of things and Emily's been so helpful, we have help coming in from multiple quarters, corners, quarters. And I know a number of you are going to be really excited to test the app when it's ready to be tested. Um, you know, and then selling early access, seeing how that goes. And, um, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of work to do and a lot of things to come, but like, I'm just really excited to see it come together and, I feel like in a way after COVID and the weird scramble afterwards and trying to figure out who I am and what I'm doing, and where I'm going and doing so in public, I feel like I'm finally setting foot on some solid ground for the first time in a really long time. And that's priceless. So I can handle some stress, some bureaucracy, some nonsense for the next few months. And, um, I know there'll be more stress. There'll always be more stress, more problems, more issues. It's never going to get away from that, but I'm, I, I'm up for the challenge because I really feel like we're headed in the right direction. So yeah, let me know how you feel about it. I mean, if you're, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can leave a comment or if you're listening on Patreon, uh, cause this is coming out nice and early for patrons. Let me know what you think, how you're feeling about it. But I, uh, I, I guess I know I'm never going to please everybody and there's always a, a hard balance to strike because so many people came along for the ride because I was much more of a lifestyle and personal vlogger for so long. Um, and I'm taking a big break from that right now. Um, I know I can't please everybody and um, I know that, yeah, some people aren't going to necessarily like all the changes, but um, I think that in the long run, it's going to be for the better. And you know, just got to operate off of that. Got to make the best decisions I can for the future. So there's your update. Uh, citizenship application this week. Taxes coming up soon. That's exciting. And uh, and the app is coming along. It's uh, it's really coming along. And uh, it'd be fun if, if we, I could get Jeff working on it full time uh, to get it moving faster. And the hope, the goal is to get him working on it full time uh, when that's possible. But, you know, Baby steps. We'll see. If we're lucky and it goes well and a whole bunch of you buy it, 
um, and love it and it makes your time better and a whole bunch more people buy it and we can open up some other uh, streams of revenue through it. And then we can talk business stuff at some point if that interests you. But if we can really get that going, you know, salaries are expensive. People are expensive. But like that is the, the hope is that I can really support a few um, people off of this. And th- by doing so, they're going to make the app and by extension your time in Paris that much better. Um, yeah, I'm that I, it gets me excited. It gets me that gets me really gets me really excited. So anyways, I'm going to start rambling if I keep going on. So there you go. There's your update. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here, for being a part of it. I can't wait to share more with you. I hope you enjoy the videos that are coming out. Uh, you've already seen, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, I just released to Patreon the Don't Be That Tourist video, which got a great response. Thank you so much. I was a little bit worried about that. I'm always a little bit worried because especially like the, my World War II comments, I was like, man, somebody's going to be so pissed at me for saying this, but we're going to find out. And then... Uh, the croissant video just finished filming. So if you are looking for a good croissant in Paris, going to dive into croissants and hopefully have that released in the next few days. And then so many fun, just fun videos coming out a day in the Marais, skip the Louvre. Uh, just, you know, I, and, and one of the things that I'm thinking about, I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that. I'm, I'm very excited for it, but I'm going to save that. I've got to save something. So I'll uh, make sure you tune in. There's a really good, there's a good one. I think that it's going to, I it's gonna think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think you're going to really enjoy it. A good video series that, um, is it being resurrected or is it being rebooted? I don't know. That's your clue. I think a number of, you know, are going to be pretty close on your guesses as to what that might be. Um, and yeah, thank you again. Just thanks for being here. It's so fun to have this dialogue and, um, I'm so grateful that I get to have it. So that's it. Um, at the end of the show here, I haven't done a good job of asking for ratings or reviews. I don't think we have any ratings or reviews um, on Spotify or iTunes because I have not asked for that. Um, if you wouldn't mind taking a minute to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen to it, it'd be great. It makes it uh, look a little bit more legitimate to people that stumble across it and might uh, enhance its reach. Thanks to everybody that started listening recently. Uh, the public podcast has doubled in size, uh, the audience, uh, since I released a little promotional piece about that. So that's really cool. And yeah, I guess if, I guess if you're listening on the Patreon, the members only feed, you'll have to leave that review on the public feed if you don't mind. Um, but otherwise, hope you're having a great week. Hope you have a great weekend. Hope you have a great life. Yeah, and I can't wait. I can, 2023, I think it's going to be a solid year. I can't make predictions. At least I can't make ones that will definitely come true, but... I think it's going to be a really cool year. And I'm going to share as much. (laughs) And I can't wait to share it with you. All right. See you later.